There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, my talkers, happy Monday. We're hanging out with Lori. Julia is out today, but one of the biggest fans we have on this show, one of our biggest fans, Mary Jo Peel, is in today, taking up the other half of the studio. That's How's it going? That's right. Mary Jo Peel, one of our very first subs we ever yes. had on this show 21 wow. years ago. Oh, man, what? Mary Jo Peel, of course, she is an actor, comedian, a successful best-selling author of a book called Dumb, Dumb, Dumb that is my mother's book reviews and people might know you also from Mystery Science Theater, even though when did that air? Like 25, when did that come on the air? Even longer ago than that. No, 1990. I know I'm going to hear from fans. I think 1989 and then it went off the air in 19... 99, but yeah. then there are new iterations. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, when I got this radio show, my brother, you know, you never impress anybody in your family if you do anything. You know, that's part of what families <laughs> do is keep you grounded, right? You know, they're not too impressed with anything you do. And I, it was like the first time that you filled in for Julia. So it was like year one or two. And I can't even remember how. How I, did that come about? Well, I don't know if you were doing your show with Kathy Hartnett or no. you'd done a show at the Bryant Lake Bowl. Maybe, because I just moved back from New York and y'all weren't on the radar yet yes, for me. for you. And so somehow, I can't remember what that connection was. But I feel like somewhere I saw, anyway, and my, I told my brother, and he goes, Mary Jo Peel, as in Mr. <laughs> Science Theater. Oh my God, you've got to get me an autograph. I need a picture. I gotta leave it. Are you know real people like that? I mean, if, oh, how cute is that? I know it was. It was just like, oh gosh, all right. You know, I'm like, <laughs> finally, finally, someone's Craig. recognizing that. You know, this is a you know kind of. So anyway, thank you so much uh, for being here today because I've always had so much fun. Um, Whenever, Same. even though it's been a long time, I know I was I was really nervous coming you were, here today. Oh, yeah, you're you're you don't have to be. You're just naturally funny. Just Absolutely. your react, just the way you react to stuff. I think is one of the charming <laughs> okay. things about you. How you look, mm-hmm. how your eyes work. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> well, I think part of it is I was thinking and I was telling Grant this is that it has been so long since I've. Filled in. Yes, it has, because you you were Cinderella and moved away and followed yeah. a dream to another city, and you were gone quite a while. Yeah, we moved back in 2014, mm-hmm. and then I don't I don't think I've filled in. In any case, I don't know why I was getting so... Because yeah, well, you always make it really fun. So. Well, thank you. I'm glad you're here. Now, on Mondays, we always do a little 
thing called Weekend Claim to Fame. We're going to let Grant go first because he had yeah. just a little bit of a long weekend. Yeah, yeah. We took a little nice trip up to, actually, we ended up staying just in Pine City. We were going to try to go to Pine River just near Brainerd, too. But we ended up staying for two nights in Pine City, right on a little Airbnb, right on the Snake River. Oh, yeah, and nice. it was just quiet, peaceful, kayaking in one night, you know, board games, because there was a bunch of board games packed in the air. Just me, Lily, and our two dogs, and we just kind of... Little retreat away from right. home. So, you didn't look at your phone. Not, you didn't, no, we didn't even have service. That was the yeah, beauty of it. Oh, that's there it is. That because AT and T in Pine City, even though it's only an hour and a half north of the city, is not the greatest service up there for AT and T. But worked out. The, the one bummer part was right as we're leaving. My water heater breaks. Breaks. I thought you were going to say your water broke. No, no, My water heater broke. So I'm trying to be up there and be all like, don't want to talk to anybody, but we left, you know, and I had to get a hold of Centerpoint Energy. And then I had to have oh, my yeah. dad come meet the guy so that Jeez. someone was at the house. But yeah. So even though I did get away and get as much peace as possible, there was still, it, it never fails, right? Something always messes up your vacation right. a little bit. Yeah. Okay, are we allowed to ask questions? Sure. sure. Probative right. questions. Yeah. What made you decide between the pines? Were you? driving uh, and then you just thought oh uh, this is this is a good enough pine we liked pine city because it's it's just so close it's just an you know, hour and a half north of the cities here and we didn't want to drive two two and a half hours we thought about going up towards lutzen where we had gone in the past but but you planned it it's not like you were just driving along and no we, we, we kind of no we just went to airbnb and we looked up the city and we had never been there before oh, and, oh yeah, yeah nice. so it was just there was some couple of nice restaurants in town a place right on the river with some kayaks and a Lovely. campfire and yeah. we, we liked it so much we asked to stay another night tracy thank you she's the one who runs it and she's a local around town here okay, so cool. yeah it was just a random and then we liked it so much we asked to stay another night and we'll make another trip up to pine river that's where we like to go but we'll yeah we'll, it's just it worked out well. I, my claim to fame is I spent money at uh, Lemley Greenhouse, like uh, yeah. going crazy, decorating my yard with flowers. Are you are you a gardener, planter? What is your dealio with all that? I love to decorate with flowers outside. Yes, because we have a we have a pergola. All of our neighbors were, were close together because I'm in the city and. So we have this big wooden pergola and I hang these huge baskets and Lemley Greenhouse out in Cottage Grove off of 18. He is a f- former firefighter. Uh, and so my husband um, knows him. They go way, way back. And uh, he's older than Casey because, you know, he was like, a you know, in the army in Vietnam in 18. But he dreams in flowers. It's a family business. He makes the most incredible baskets. It took me two trips to get everything in my SUV. That's really how many pots and <laughs> and I did make. I bought plants and made some pots. But my big thing that I got from Lemley was a twisted hibiscus tree that's going to have coral <gasps> and yellow blooms. Okay. Oh, you know, are those tough. annuals or perennials? You could keep it if I. You could keep it if you you'd had have to bring a, it in. You'd have to sorry. bring it in, cut yeah. it back. Beautiful. Have a place. Yeah, they are. Yeah. yeah, they're beautiful. But anyway, I was all excited about my hibiscus. Totally. So that was it. I was that's my. I was just a gardening claim of famer. Yeah. No. Yeah. How uh, about you? What was my claim of fame? I'm going to say that I went on the most glorious bike ride yesterday. I love to bike. And that is, I wish I could put better words to it, but when I get on my bike, no matter what's happening, the zen. it's the Zen. It's my, my place. And it was a perfect day for it. it was. At least in the morning, I like it a little bit cooler. Yeah. So I must've been out there for um, 
maybe 90 minutes, two nice. hours. Nice. But um, I, I'm really slow, which I'm not. Well, I'm a little defensive about, but my, my claim <laughs> On to- your left! On your left! <laughs> well, once, truly, once a unicyclist passed me. Oh, my God. I am not kidding you. Rice Creek Road, or, yeah, Silver Lake Road in New Brighton, and I'm pedaling along, and there goes Oh, the my. That's, that's pretty funny. But I don't care. Like, I, yeah, just, I just, just feel like I'm just owning that this is what it is. Yeah. And, I so. know. It really was. The both days were perfect for anything outside. And oh. for Minnesotans, 72 is their sweet spot. I always feel like yes. it's a little cold. but it, no. And sunny. And sunny. It's like it, these two days were the days we live for yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, during long. March yeah. and January, <laughs> yes. right? Right. They they really were. It 100%. was perfect. Yeah, it makes you forget. It, it's like labor. Yeah, you're, you forget it's all about forgotten. it. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> labor. Yeah. That is what winter is like. <laughs> it's like labor. That's why we stay and stay. And oh, keep you doing forget it. about it right away. Oh, all right. Listen. And uh, Mary Jo Peel is uh, joining us. Julia's out today. When we come back, it's our story we can't get enough of. And it turns out it is someone that um, both Mary Jo and I are just not obsessed with, but we adore, adore. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. Hi, everybody. It's Lori here for David at First Equity Mortgage. And David and his team of mortgage professionals are ready to help you when you work with First Equity, it means you're working with somebody local. They're going to come up with a solution for you. You have somebody that's a champion on your side to get you the very best mortgage that you qualify for. You might qualify for a mortgage because of where you're buying a home, what your income is, but whatever it is, or it's same with refinancing. And they work with a whole buffet of different programs. So it's not like working, they're just working with a couple of uh, institutions and even better yet, real estate agents uh, recognize the name First Equity and they're like, oh good, we know everything is gonna work with them. The closing's gonna happen on time. There's not gonna be any last minute hiccups, that kind of thing. To get a hold of David, call 763-251-8000 or go to my talk keyword, David. BB Rexa is coming to the Fillmore June 12th. Great venue. I know. Mary Jo, this is the summer of concerts. I don't think we've ever had been rich in this many acts coming to the Twin Cities. An embarrassment of riches. It's an embarrassment of I saw that you went to Shania Twain. Woo! Yeah. so fun. I only know one song of hers that now I can't get out of my head. Which one? So, oh, God. <laughs> These, which, uh, whose boots have your beds? Looks like we made. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I love that song. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you'll be shocked at how many, when you go to Shania, how many songs you do know. Yeah. I, I bet. Been, yeah. I bet. Okay, were, were all the women wearing cowboy boots and shorts? Um, No, but... There were a lot of glittery cowboy boots, sequin cowboy boots. Excellent. I was so impressed. Leopard. Leopard. Excellent. Um, good makeup. Lots of jewelry. <laughs> good makeup. A couple of drag queens, which I really appreciated. Right on. And so, yeah, people, it was a turned out crowd. Yes, cool. for real. For real. <laughs> okay. So I kind of, I was just delighted. Um to see this morning on GMA that Julia Louis-Dreyfus was going to be sitting down with Robin and George Stephanopoulos promoting her movie that is opening this Friday. And I thought, after I listened to the interview and then I saw her also on Kelly and Mark, I thought, I want to get the word out on this movie, You Hurt My Feelings, because it's Memorial Weekend 
And if you are going to be around, Memorial Weekend can be a good movie time, but sometimes it's hard to find a grown-up movie. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, just love her. I mean, is she not not brilliant? Absolutely. I mean, she could just sit in a chair across... It's such a cliche to say, I I would watch her read the phone book, but she's just... (laughs) just, She's that good. Oh, my gosh. And um, Veep... I cannot wow. stand it. Like I have to rewatch it. Sorry to hijack yeah, no, the conversation, right. but watching her in Veep, she was terrific. What? Fantastic. What? How are you doing that? She told Kelly and Mark, I think it was the cast of Veep gets together to play pickleball. Yes, of course. They're friends. Yes. And that show ended four years ago, mm-hmm. and um, a movie she did with this same woman who directed this movie was called it came out in 2013 it was called enough said it, with james gandolfini mm-hmm. yeah it was kind of an adult rom-com yeah. kind of a thing and it was like his last movie it that was he yeah. Did. yeah of course and so this uh this uh director nicole uh hall of center i don't know and i don't think i'm saying it but she wrote this movie with julia louis uh dreyfus in mind and it's called you hurt my feelings and she plays uh, and we've got a little clip but um she i just want to set it up she plays beth this new york city writer who's had kind of a successful first book okay Mm -hmm. so a lot of pressure for the second book you know it was good and she other right she's made a living writing you know but so she's got this what she thinks is this great idea and her husband has always been her chapter reader her first feedback. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know who read, you know, if you had somebody that would mm-hmm. read your, yeah, mm-hmm. when you wrote, dum, 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 my mother's book. <laughs> well, thank years. you. I love that <laughs> thank book. Thank you, Lori. It's it a, is so good. It's a hot topic around my talk for sure. Oh, it oh, is. Everyone we gave, gave it to is like, oh, this book is so good. Yep. But she's married. Her husband is Tobias Menzies, and people will know him from Outlander. He was also played, um, Prince Charles or Prince Philip in um, season, I want to say three and four, The Crown. Okay. Um, and so you'll recognize. So he's her husband and she um, overhears him on the phone and they've been married like 25 years. She overhears him on a phone to his friend saying how much he hates Uh-oh. the book she's been writing on. He says hates. hates. He, loathe, he loathes, loathes it. it. Oh. And she overhears him, but he's been telling her this. So here they are, uh, George and um, Robin asking Julia, like, you know, would this, because of course this is going to cause a big uh, rupture in their relationship. Yeah. And um, what she would think about that if that happened in real life because her real life husband. I'm Bradley Trainer And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Ben is Brad Hall, and right. I believe they met on SNL. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Little confession, like yes. here in the break, we were yeah. talking about, is it ever okay, especially with a loved one, not to be completely truthful? 
it is never okay. <laughs> <laughs> make you wonder if anybody ever lied to you about your work um sure but um i don't think they have because i think people that are upon uh, whose opinions i rely on are pretty truthful with me you know for real you're looking at me like you think i'm lying i'm just looking at you like i feel the same way about the people who lied to me <laughs> And she told she told Kelly and Mark, she said, for for me, this for this story, she said, this woman as an author and her number one reader and her cheerleader has been lying to her the whole time. She said to me it felt like infidelity, and that's how I related to the character. Mm. Oh, wow. I can't wait to see this because the question they ask about um or that she responds to about her own acting and comedy work. Mm-hmm. She's still in that sort yes. of zone and who and the people she relies on for feedback. She said I would be I would be utterly devastated if I found out Brad had hadn't been telling me the truth about something and I think he would feel the same way mm-hmm. when he runs things past yes, me. Yes, yeah, it's foundational, I think. It does make me think I don't I was trying to think if anybody's ever lied to me and I'm sure they have, but there's also the weird kind of middling lie where people will say something like you'll do your one woman show you put a lot of work oh into that. That. <laughs> the hollywood speak on that is oh bless your heart you, you yes, tried but yes. it wasn't funny at all <laughs> did you try putting funny stuff in yeah it? Oh, like that helpful sideways oh, that's stuff so passive aggressive though <laughs> it really is and and you know the other thing that she that for some reason gma didn't post a lot of this audio, but the other thing she said about this movie, and again, it's called You Hurt My Feelings. It comes out Friday. She said the thing she likes about working with Nicole, who's the second time she's she's the director mm-hmm. and the writer, she said there are no tropes. She said there, her writing goal is to not write female characters in all gaps. Her goal is to write human beings who happen to be female, and that is a big distinction. Yes, right on. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, I I know they wanted to talk to her, but they ran out of time, but they wanted to talk. I could tell they wanted to ask her about the writer's strike. And, of course, obviously she would be on the side of the writers, but mm-hmm. just about, you know, what dinks the studios are being about. Oh, come on. Come on. I mean, they are just like these mini rooms, which have basically made writers like, you know, Uber drivers. You know, they're yeah. personally yeah. it out. Yeah. That's the big thing they're trying to get rid of. We are on top of that, Mary Jo, those mini rooms. We are pro-writers I on this show. Need, thank you. Absolutely. I have a lot of friends in this Anyway, WGA. go go see You Hurt My Feelings starring Julia Louis-Dreyfus. It comes out this Friday. Hey, everybody. It's Lori here for Learning Our Action. I've got a testimonial that we just got. Um, for I can't remember which locations, but there are seven in the metro area, including Hudson. Um, so... This is about a boy named David who uh, last he went from elementary to middle school and he was having trouble with that transition. He had trouble with the amount of homework, rush through it, get a bad grade. He didn't stay organized, which is the thing that they expect you to do starting in seventh grade. 
maybe even sixth grade, and he just had a hard time. And when they brought him into learning RX, he had low processing speed and memory. That's what the cognitive skills assessment. So the slow processing, that's hard for you to stay on top of your work, take notes, do everything. He's jumped from 13th to 78% in his memory from 9th to 68th. He's doing fantastic. Call 952-949-6900. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Oh, man, we, we hardly ever do uh, this on our show, but Julia and I have been, like, so passionate about um, SOS, Save, Save Summit Avenue. Uh-oh, somebody just hung up. Shoot. Anyway, about the proposed bike trail and what is the city doing, and it felt like, you know... Quote, to quote a bad movie, The Fix was in. And anyway, um, we have with us today... Bob uh, is with us right now. i okay. got to get Roddy back. Okay, all right, so good. So Bob, Bob Katnack, am I saying your name right, Bob? you got to turn that music down, Grant. Is Bob there? I can't hear. He should be there. All right, nobody's there. We're just talking to ourselves, me and Mary Jo. We're going to debate Summit Avenue. Is that you, Bob? Yeah, nothing. I'll uh, work on both of them. You guys talk. I'm gonna, for some reason, it's just not coming through. Let me talk to them. <laughs> we could have our heated discussion about bike trails, Mary Jo. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, just uh, there is going to, we just wanted to find out what is going on because the city has been sued and the city was found, you know, all kinds of things. So do we have everybody? We have Bob right now. I'm going to get Roddy after you just talk okay. to Bob and I'll get Roddy up. Going. Okay, Bob, welcome to the Lori and Julia show where we hardly ever do civic programs. Thank you so much. No one is there. Or not. Uh, it's, I, I can hear him. I'm going to call him back. I'm so sorry, guys. You keep talking. I apologize. Yeah. We're having some technical we're, difficulties we're, with the phone. Tr- anyway, Bob is working pro bono on behalf of SaveSummitAvenue.org about trying to get the city to respond by law about what in the heck is going on with this proposed trail of Summit Avenue. So that is the whole purpose of today. And then Roddy is um, spearheading or one of the, I bet there's several leads on this, you know. Do you ever volunteer to be the head of any kind of an organization? Me either. (laughs) I know. Neither do I. I'm just like, what, what? You know, I get a neighborhood email about something. I'm like, what? Oh, no, I didn't see that email. Uh, I have a doctor's appointment. I think Roddy is ready to go right now. Oh, Lord. Let's Let's try try it. Roddy. Hi. Hi, Roddy. We have a connection. Um, Roddy Turner, my bonus daughter, Nikki, is married to Kyle, whom I believe I know. you know. Do you know all that? <laughs> all right. I fine. do know all that. Okay. Were you at their wedding? Did I, would I have met you at the wedding? No, but you would have met my son. Oh, okay. Very good. Well, Roddy. Who's a really good friend of Kyle's. Yes. Yeah. Hi. Hi. So are you spearheading Save Summit Avenue, SOS, the Save Our Street? Are you one of the co-heads? I'm not a co-head. I'm just one of the, uh, one of the group of people who are, who are on the steering committee. Okay. That's what it's called. Steering committee. Thank you. Yeah. And, um, we wanted to have you on today because I know the next, time for public comment whether you're pro or con is this wednesday may 24th at a city council meeting and is it 
Two minutes per person. Do we have to sign up in advance? Are you guys taking care of that? What What's going on? How, how can people be involved that feel passionate about this either way? Um, well, it's it's the city council meeting is Wednesday, May 24th, mm-hmm. Wednesday afternoon. The council meeting itself starts at 3.30. The, they're going to recess, and then there's going to be public comment starting at 5.30. It's at City Hall. Okay. It's in room 310 in city council chambers. Yes, comments are limited to two minutes. Okay. There's also an availability if for people who can't be there, they can either phone in they can they also can email or leave a voicemail for their comments for the city council but that has to be done there's a deadline of noon tomorrow to do that okay all right and okay okay thank you and bob is with us as well now just so everybody knows we're full scale here okay good all right so we've got everybody and bob uh, is it catnack am i saying your name right yes it is okay you're the you're the Lawyer working pro bono on behalf of uh, Save Our Street, Summit Avenue, correct? That's correct. Yes. All right. So thank you. Thank you for that. And I understand you brought the the lawsuit against the city for, was it data privacy violation? Yeah, it's it's called the Data Practices Act. Okay. Because, was that because... People felt, and I, I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm quoting some bad old movie, but it felt like in some of the newspaper articles we're reading it felt like the city council had already decided that summit avenue was going to be designated a trail and they were going to rip it up and start you know changing things that cost all this money and that they weren't transparent about what exactly was going on with this whole issue that's exactly right we're we're still getting some documents there's there's probably more documents we don't have than what we do even what we've gotten so far shows us that the city was saying one thing publicly and saying something very different privately to some influential bike activists. Mm-hmm. Basically, they were saying it's a done deal. We have the votes. Just have to go through the motions. And then we have this, frankly, I have to be harsh here, this mm-hmm. phony engagement process where the city said, oh, tell us what you think. And we told them, we, a lot of people told them what they thought. Uh-huh. It was twenty to one against the trail, and then they just kind of shut that down. Yeah, that. So it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's been hard. Yeah, and and Roddy, if I can ask you, because I mean, one of the things uh, you know, to me, it's like I I know people are get like why Summit Avenue is an avenue. It's a it's a residential beautiful street. Um, it's got the you know bike lane things painted on there. I mean, what? I don't understand why they want to make an avenue a, a biking trail. Well, that's a good question. I mean, that, that really is the genesis of this whole thing. And to be honest with you, it's not necessarily a question that we've gotten a satisfactory answer to. Um, Bob can speak to that, but, but I would say that, you know, one of the things that we asked in the data practice uh, request that we have made to the city was for we wanted to see the studies that the city had done on possible other other streets to use as a linking trail yeah and which they have uh, asserted many times that yeah they they did these deep dives and and you know some it was for a variety of reasons some it was the better choice but interestingly enough we we don't have any documentation or data that says that they actually did those studies isn't that right bob 
That's exactly right. Now, they've changed their tune. They said, well, they were, quote, this is a direct quote, rejected at a high level. (laughs) Meaning, (laughs) they were never seriously considered to begin with. Yeah. uh, But they kind of fudged that a little bit. And then we said, where are the documents showing that you look at these? They don't have any. Yeah. So, again, saying one thing publicly, very different private. Okay. Okay. So that's what you are trying to get to the bottom of. And then I want to ask you, is the city of St. Paul punishing the citizens of St. Paul and people who travel there because of this by not filling the potholes on Summit (laughs) and Fairview? Are they punishing us? I'm serious. Well, let's see. One of my one of my car's tires was seriously punished in a pothole on Summit. But, uh, uh, you know, what's interesting about that question, thoughtfully, is that um, this plan is supposed to be it, it. So so Wednesday, the 24th, is the opportunity for citizens to actually talk to the council. Mm-hmm. The vote is scheduled for June 7th for the city council. And yet, construction isn't isn't uh, on the calendar apparently for four more years. And what the city has said in in some meetings is that the trail will take ten to fifteen years to build. Good lord! So we're looking at a possibility <laughs> of twenty years. And so, if we're being held hostage for the one percent sales tax to pay for the trail, or whatever to fix the potholes. That really, that, that, that timing doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It smells to high heaven is what we did. It smells all the way around. Well, Bob, how do you feel about, uh, you know, the change? Cause I do, I mean, I know there are people that would like to see this happen, that they like, you know, they like the idea. I mean, I'm up and down on Summit all the time and, you know, I see uh, bikes on there, and I, I just think, oh, they could repaint the lines, but more importantly, fill the damn hot potholes because they're dangerous for bikes and cars. But, um, you know, do you do you think that the people, can we influence this? The, well, there's a couple of questions. Okay. Um, one is kind of like, well, what is this a good idea or isn't it? And two, is there anything we can do about it if it's not a good idea? Let me talk about the first one. Um, we have a uh, – I'll, I'll, I'll assume that they're well-intentioned group of city staffers who, who don't know, honestly, the first thing about bike trails, mm-hmm. bike trail designs, or – somebody happened to the complex place. So they won't ask any experts in. The point I'm making is this. Is it possible that you could improve the bike facility along Summit Avenue and some places? I think it's possible. Yeah. Uh, the problem is we don't have the people uh, engaged to do that. They're, they're, they refuse to ask the real experts because they're afraid they're going to get the wrong answer. Oh, good grief. And then second to your question, if I may very briefly, mm-hmm. can we influence it? I sure hope so. Um, you know, they, they say, the staffers say, we got the votes, don't worry about it. And they might. But, you know, we that's what they said at the uh, Parks and Rec Commission, and there was a 4-3 to three vote. We just barely lost that. So I think people are taking notice, and they're not accepting on blind faith what they're being told by city staff. Yeah. All right. Well, we, listen, we applaud both of you, Roddy, uh, you know, you for being one of the leaders of SaveSummitAvenue.org and Bob for 
for your work and if people feel passionately either way about this, <laughs> um, be going to City Hall tomorrow, room 210 at 530 for public comment on this. And, and we'll be following the story, and we can't just thank you so much for being with us today. All right, the city council is Wednesday. Wednesday, sorry, yeah, Wednesday, May twenty fourth. Excuse <laughs> me. And if you want more information, go to savesummitavenue.org, um, and and you can find out the information and anything else that you have going on. But thanks, you guys, so much for being with us. You're welcome, thanks and for thanks having for having us on. Yeah, you're so welcome. All right, there you go. That goes under civic engagement. That's Something nice. Gloria and Julia don't put checkbox under very often. <laughs> That's true. That is a All right. detour for sure. Okay, listen, uh, when we come back, it's a show. Gloria and Julia here with Ann Tressler of Tressler Law. We have been working with you for years, but we've never really talked about prenups. Give us the lowdown. Well, a prenup in the state of Minnesota is also called an anti-nuptial. So if you hear that, they're talking about the same thing as a prenup. Um, I encourage a lot of people to consider getting them, whether you have a ton of assets or little assets. It makes everything much more streamlined. You know what you're entering into. You've got your agreements in place if you get divorced in the future. They also address what you will do with your assets in the event of death. So it really helps for estate planning and it really just helps for the future to avoid disputes. I love that. Okay, so but what about a postnup? Postnuptial agreements are simply agreements that people who are already legally married enter into that again will also address what would happen to their assets in the event of divorce or in the event of death. So again, these really can help streamline the process in the future. Great information and for your free one-hour divorce consultation, go to trustorlaw.com or use my tech keyword divorce. Did you both, Mary Jo and I, are writing this down? Did you say August 3rd? The tickets go on sale June 29th, and then it's going to be on August 3rd. Yes, you're correct. Thursday night, August 3rd at CHS Field. So. I'm just getting uh, up to speed on so much, so many things that went by the wayside right. during yeah. COVID. And then this is bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm so excited. And we're spot- I mean, it is really a fun yeah. night. For sure. Great night. It's people were the it is so much fun. And, and feverishly making notes. Oh yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. So we'll be there, Mary Jo. Excellent. Um in fact, uh the thing I'm gonna move on now is nothing to do with cats, but I was bugged <laughs> about it. Oh, okay, so I was kinda goof when I'm making my pots and stuff, I've just been playing music and you know, I'm just dancing out in my yard and just but the one, I thought, the one story, celebrity-wise, that bugged me and upset me so much last week was um, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. They were in New York City at this Women Visions media something. I'm sure our friend Kathy Hartnett was there. It's Gloria Steinem's thing that she does where she oh, recognizes sure. yes. trailblazing Women and so Prince Harry was there a week after the grim coronation of King Chuck, you know, with his wife, and <laughs> she's in a golden dress, and the mom is with, and it's at some fancy ballroom. And, um, you know, they enter in through like a Hertz rent a car on the side of the hotel where it's being, but lots of no, pop- they're driving, they're not, they they're don't not driving yet, they're to- going in, and there's just so fun. they have a driver. Well, no, they're okay. out of the car and they're walking in. So, okay. yeah, 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 so okay. they have this really amazing kind of a night, you know, where they look like a glamorous couple and they're finally not on royal duty. So she's wearing a body hugging dress, but nothing 
and anyway scandalous, but in a way that she's wearing a dress she would know she would have been dissuaded from wearing if she was still a sure, member of the royal sure. family. It's a sheath dress, if you can believe it. Yes. Okay. So uh, yeah, so okay. I mean it's a sheath with spaghetti straps. It's like, but it would be oh scandal, you know. Scandal. So um so they leave and they uh the next day we find out that they got chased by paparazzi, six SUVs with blacked out windows and obscured license plates and some scooters were chasing them and they were well, on excuse me, through the streets of New York? Where okay. was this? On the FDR. So the the event was in Midtown. So they were being trailed to the FDR, which, of course, you yeah. can, you know, there's lights. But apparently these SUVs and these motorcycles were going through the lights. And they, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. No, it's terrible. So the, the, their driver and they have two cars in their security. They got the decoy SUV. And the SUV that Harry, Megan, and and um, I'm sure the driver said, we'll lose him on the FDR. And if people have never been to Manhattan, but you've seen a movie about New York, it is the freeway, if you will, or the highway, if you will, that runs around the thumb mm-hmm. of Manhattan. Mm-hmm. You've seen it Good in a million movies. Yeah. Yeah. There's always yeah. car chases on <laughs> yes. the FDR, okay? Always. So they were going. So, but then there was like, they made it up. Let me give you some of the headlines. Page six. Why didn't they go out a different entrance? Um, the Daily Mail. They've made it up for sympathy. It's so troubling. And Harry and Meghan were like, they put out a statement. We didn't make it up. We were afraid. Then the receipts start showing up. Guess what? Guess who buys all these photos? UK tabloids. Guess who's suing? Three of the UK tabloids, Prince Harry, yeah, for privacy stuff. They're in an active lawsuit. A booking sheet was published for this evening, and guess what? You got a picture of Harry and Meghan in a car. That picture is worth twenty thousand if it's bought. Jeez. If you got a picture of Harry looking angry, it would be sixty k. No less than TMZ and Harvey Levin can. Confirmed finally over the weekend that yes, indeed, this chase went on for two hours no, because no, yes, because the driver didn't want to go back in the city because I guess these guys were hitting cars like the people chasing them. They didn't want to go back into where pedestrians. It's amazing they didn't hit people. Yeah, it what? is. Here, let me just play George Clooney. This is oh. about a week after Princess Diana died, after getting chased in a tunnel, you know, and he was so upset because he feels like, you know, the the British paparazzi is like nobody else. And so here's George just in out of, you know, he just called this press conference. My boyfriend, impromptu. George. Yeah, he always t- tells it like it, it is. Does. Here he is. My first reaction has been to stay out of this. I want to be fair to the princess. This is not about me. But as I sit in front of my TV listening to tabloid journalists and editors dodging their own responsibility and placing the blame on a drunken driver or society or Princess Di, I now feel that the only fair thing that I can do is stand up and make one clear, concise statement. Stand up and ask this to the self-appointed spokesman, Stephen Koz, the editor of the National Enquirer, 
and all other tabloids positioning, them, positioning themselves as innocents. Princess Di is dead. And who should we see about that? The driver of the car, the paparazzis, or the magazines and papers who purchase these pictures and make bounty hunters out of photographers. Mm -hmm. It is no small task. Legitimate news sources like the LA Times and Network News should draw a clear line in the sand. Do not purchase your news. Do not use tabloids as a source. You define the difference between tabloid and legitimate news. Do your job. Inform responsibly. And as for you, Mr. Kaz, and your colleagues, the Princess of Wales is dead. And okay. you have gone on television, and you have washed your hands, and you have placed blame, and you have deflected responsibility, and yet I wonder how you sleep at night. Wow, we have to keep that forever because every tabloid about Harry and Meghan, they made it up. It was 20 minutes maximum. Even the mayor of New York City said, well, you can't have a two-hour car chase. Uh. Not in Manhattan, but on the FDR. And Harry and Meghan were staying out on Long Island. If they lead the paparazzi yeah, to their yeah. home, then they got people crawling in the bushes Chasing them in a neighborhood where people could get hurt. I am just, I'm it's appalling. just feeling, I just can't even imagine the two of them and whomever was and their with mom, them. her, Doria. Sitting in that vehicle. Car, they got terrified. out of one. They got out of one. They ended up going in a taxi. They ended up going to a and this police is our station. Life. Yeah. This is our life. Thanks. And and I'll tell you what, at the Daily Mail, uh, at Princess Diana's funeral, the editors of The Sun, News of the World, which is now out of business, The Daily Mail, The Express, and The Mirror were all banned. Who's in the Royal Rota that Harry has said is, you know, hounding mm-hmm. the royal family? The Sun, The Daily Mail, The Express. Only The Mirror isn't. So you have to, people really have started to hate Harry and Meghan. It's this tabloid coverage. It's what? BS. Okay, here's my question. Let's, let, let's go way deep. Why do people care? Why do we care what Harry and Meghan do in their lives? We gotta you know go.